So I live in a pretty rural setting, about 45 minutes to an hour from our nearest big city. The town I live in doesn't even have a stoplight, and we have a 15 mile per hour speed limit on town roads. But yes, they are paved. And though I do head into the city several times a month, most of my travels are on two-lane roads. My daily commute to work only has seven stoplights. Yes, I've counted them, seven. And it's a 20-minute trip, and not usually a whole lot of traffic. Um, There's some people that love living far away from the city because it's quieter, there's less hustle and bustle, and less traffic. But sometimes you just have to drive into the city. We go into the city a lot for shows, concerts, sporting events, and even though we don't often hit peak travel points, we often experience the same thing, a traffic jam. I have a lot of admiration for people who drive in rush hour every single day and find themselves sitting in stop-and-go traffic all the time. Though I don't mind sitting in traffic, I'd rather take a longer route with a steady pace than stop-and-go any day. When you're stuck in traffic, there's only so much you can do. But on the other hand, there's so much you can do, if you get my point. According to Carfax, there's a whole lot of things you can do to pass the time. Some people have fun playing games like the alphabet game or license plate game. Some people will listen to an audiobook or jam out to some music. Others will turn the trip into karaoke hour and belt their favorite show tunes to the delight of everyone around them. Others will make phone calls or even clean up garbage in and around their seat. But there's still others who won't do anything. But wait, often silently, but sometimes begrudgingly. Remember what I said a few moments ago, there's a lot you can do while stuck in traffic? It's often those quiet moments, those moments where we let our thoughts take over us, that we actually find ourselves going down a road, figuratively speaking. We could start thinking about things for later in the day, or compiling a to-do list in our head, or begin overthinking a situation. Our thoughts are pretty powerful, and they can often control a lot of what goes on in our lives, including what we say, how we act, and what reputations we develop. What I want to talk about today is what we can learn from those moments when we're stuck. You know, we're moving along at a slow pace when we want to go fast, unable to get out of the wedge we're caught in between a big SUV and a tractor trailer. We can actually learn a lot being in traffic. It can teach us patience or how to wait our turn. It can teach us selfishness, you know, the people that absolutely refuse to let you merge because they want to be one car ahead instead of one car behind. The lessons we can learn from being caught in a jam go way deeper than just learning patience or being selfish. By sitting in traffic and allowing God to open your eyes, there's a lot you can discover, and in many ways, it can help you see life situations and people sometimes in very different ways. God uses the circumstances of a sometimes long wait to teach us some valuable things. So, we live near a city where there are a lot of tunnels to get into the downtown area, and even though there's no reduction of lanes and only a few merge points, traffic always seems to slow down, even when it's not heavy. Sometimes in these situations, I'm completely baffled why people traveling at a decent rate of speed suddenly slow down just because we're going to have a roof over us for a half a mile or so. And miraculously, on the other side, we're back to the normal flow, as if the mysterious monster in the tunnel swallowed up half the traffic. When I get stuck in those types of jams, it's often at a time I wasn't expecting one. And a lot of times, it's at a time that I don't need the delay in an already tight schedule. It's easy to fill up with frustration and impatience. And no matter how much I try to figure out any possible way to get moving, or take an alternative route, I have to come to the realization that I'm stuck, 
and I'll move when the people in front of me move. On occasion, there's a disabled vehicle or an accident, but often, there's no real reason at all. This is when I come to the realization that I just have to make the best of the time. Much like the detours I talked about in our last episode, this gives you time to do some thinking, to pray, to observe what's around you. I admit there are times that I view other cars in this jam with me as competition, but the slowing and the stoppages give you a chance to see the people inside the cars. And I know, that might sound kind of creepy. I'm a people person, not the kind who sits for hours at the mall and creepily watches everybody, but I notice things. I catch reactions and how people walk and how they interact. I guess years as a teacher has helped with that, and you can observe a lot when traffic is slow. There's the girl jamming out to the latest pop hit. There's the guy having an argument, either with himself or someone on the phone. There's the older couple quietly sitting, staring forward, just enjoying each other's company. But no matter how much you think you can see or observe with people's interactions, there's only so much you can tell by looking at a vehicle. People aren't always what they appear to be. That girl singing at the top of her lungs, maybe she's super shy and quiet and gets berated all the time at home, but cherishes the 15 minutes a day to express her individuality. That guy who's arguing with someone, maybe he's a believer with a great home life who was just dealt a really raw deal and he let his human emotion take over for just a moment. And regardless of all of those circumstances, what they may or may not have been going through, here's the first lesson I think traffic jams can teach us. When the speed of life slows so much that we can stop focusing on ourselves, we can see what and who is around us. As believers, we can start becoming a positive influence in the lives of those close to us, and we can discover things we might not have seen otherwise. Here's one that is sometimes really hard for us to grasp. There are people who are traveling in the same lane as you who are not trying to get ahead of you. That sounds contradicting, right? Because the fact of the matter is, some people in the same lane as you are trying to get ahead of you. Those are the people that often hog your bumper or appear impatient coming up behind you. But what I've learned is that even though someone is ahead of you in anything, whether it's concerning your career or lifestyle, that doesn't always mean that they are trying to beat you. Sometimes we feel as though people that are in the same lane as us, following the same path or the same track as us, and those people are trying to get ahead of us. You know, the coworker or family member who followed a very similar path as you, but seems to be way further ahead, or seems to be, dare I say, following in your footsteps, and you feel like they want to overtake where you are. Maybe they're doing more, progressing more, living life more. Sometimes it feels like they're leaving us behind, leaving us in the dust. But here's the reality. Everybody is running their own race, even if they're in the same lane. If we're believers, we are running a race with the same goal as our ultimate finish line. To steal a line or two from Hebrews 12, we're running a race with perseverance, the race marked out just for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus all the while. We may be traveling in the same lane, merging at the same time, taking the same exit, or even ending up in the same destination. But each of our purposes is different, and each of them is needed for wherever and for whatever area we are called to serve. Another life lesson I think we can learn from sitting in traffic is that it's okay to change lanes. 
I'm the type of driver who usually lives in one particular lane. On a six-lane road where there's three on either side, I stay in the center lane and I just kind of coast there. That way I figure people can pass me on the left or even pass me on the right if they're pretty impatient and I have the flexibility to pass on either side. Unless there's an exit-only lane or somebody driving so slow I can't stand to be behind them anymore, I get into a lane and I stay there until I have to get off onto my exit or make a turn. For me, it's comfortable. I'm sure to some drivers, what I do is pretty annoying. The thing is, I don't want to be a weaver, you know, people that go in and out of different lanes all the time. But despite my comfort in coasting in the same lane for a long period of time, when it comes to life, staying in the same lane isn't always a good thing. I'm going to say this, and some of you may right away start to disagree with me, but it's okay to change. I think of the John Maxwell quote, change is inevitable, growth is optional. I had a wise mentor one time tell me that change is not an event, it's a process. It's not like we're waiting, 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 and then we're going to make that one lane change and boom, just coast there. The fact is, as we travel, we will get behind slower vehicles. We'll find places where we need to speed up, and that'll cause us to need to change lanes. Sometimes we set our minds on something that we are not willing to budge on. And in some cases, that's a good thing, especially concerning our faith. But sometimes, God wants to remove us from our ordinary and place us in the extraordinary. But that can't happen and won't happen when we're comfortable. It won't happen and can't happen when we won't move and just want to stay in the same place. The purpose and will that God has for our lives requires us to make many lane changes. This means we'll be staying in some lanes longer than others, and sometimes we'll need to see the opportunity to move and move quickly. Even when we're in a lane for a long time, eventually we do change. And the fact is that most people never quite get used to changing lanes, because change can be difficult no matter how big or small it is. But here's the good part, the comforting part. We can be content in knowing that when we do change lanes, God is going to be with us wherever we go. Okay, next life lesson we can learn from traffic jams. You don't always have to match the speed of the traffic. Okay, in a literal sense, you can't speed up whenever you want to and plow into another vehicle causing tons of damage. But here's what I mean. Just because everybody around you says you have to do things a certain way, go a certain pace, follow certain things, doesn't mean you have to. Yes, we obey authority and respect rules and the conditions of our places of employment and some societal norms. But here's a good example. There was this girl who was an incredible artist, and to be very honest, it was easy to envision her being super successful in the field of art. But her life advisors told her it wouldn't pay. She'd just be wasting her money on college, and she should pursue something else. So she did, and she was miserable. And now she's working full-time in art. Um, we talk at school all the time about how a four-year college degree isn't for everyone, even though society tends to push us that way. Society tries to tell us you need four or six or even eight years of college to make lots of money and be successful, and that's just not true. What if everyone in the office is going along with some new thing and you just simply don't agree with it? What if everyone in the office is going out drinking after work and you feel pressured to go just because everybody else is? You don't have to go. You see, God works at a different pace in each of our lives. There are times of slow, there are times of redirection, there's times of acceleration. Through prayer and following his calling for us, 
we learn to follow where we're being called and what we're supposed to do. And that isn't always following the pace of the crowd. When you have room in traffic, it's okay to speed up. You see, when we stay in the same lane, we tend to stay at the same speed or change very little. We know how traffic flows, when to speed up a little and when to slow down. And in life, we become accustomed to doing something the same way all the time. So accustomed that we develop a certain pace or flow of how we complete those things. Some of us even have it timed down to the very second. I think about this in my classroom. Sometimes I've taught the same lesson so many times, I feel like I have it down to the second how long a certain activity will take. But here's the thing. When God asks us to change, sometimes we have to make room. And sometimes we have to speed up. And sometimes we have to slow down. Sometimes if we don't speed up, we'll get run over. <laughs> when you move, you got to move. And when God tells you to go, you go. Here's another life lesson. Even though we got to move when we got to move, unless we're being called to move, follow the speed limit and take your time. Now, I know you're going to say, you just said, don't coast along, don't stay in the same lane, don't be afraid to change. Well, you're going to get to your destination eventually. This one took me a long time to really think about and adopt. Whether I'm running to the grocery store down the street or to work 20 minutes away or further, I don't need to rush to get to my destination unnecessarily. But take my time because I will eventually get there. When we rush or push ourselves in traffic, we tend to become aggressive and impatient and getting upset isn't going to get me anywhere faster. When you rush, push yourself in and out of traffic, weave without care for risk, you are putting yourself and others at risk from being off the road completely and literally. It takes time to get where you're going and where God wants you to go. If you've been a listener for a while, you've heard me say this. It's a process, and sometimes it can be a lengthy one. But it is so worth taking, because so much can be done even within the process. If you listened to last week's episode, you heard me talk about the things you can discover along a detour. The same is true about enjoying the journey. You can discover and learn and grow so much. And while you're taking your time, going along life's pace, and moving when necessary in and out of lanes, it's okay to let people in. I've been there. You get to the merge point, and you're like, dude, you could have waited like the rest of us. I refuse to let you in. Wait your turn. Find another lane. If you're waiting a long time in traffic, you can easily find yourself frustrated because there are people that want to get ahead of you. You know, people that want to go around the berm or cut in at the last minute. You might even tell yourself, I'm not letting anybody in so I can get where I need to go without anybody else getting in my way. Does that sound selfish? Sure. Many times, people are put in our lives for a season and for a reason. Allowing people to come into your life, whether just for a short season or for a lifetime, is a literal life-changing experience because of the lessons you learn. People in the same lane as you are not always trying to get ahead of you. They often want to go the same place as you. So why not let them in? When traffic slows us down, we don't always know the reason for the roadblock. But here's what I do know. God has a plan for everything that happens in our lives. We can rest in the truth that there's a purpose to the movement, the changing of the lanes, the merges, the increase in speed, and the pauses. I read a story one time about a pair of vehicles that were traveling together on a long journey on the interstate, and they had about four or five hours left on their trip when they came across a load of very heavy traffic. 
and their phone GPS suddenly skyrocketed and said their trip was now going to be like seven or eight hours. As they snuck along slowly in the miles of mess, their phone came up with an alternative route. Maybe you've noticed yours has done that at some point. It wanted them to exit about five miles down the road, but they had to navigate through narrow back roads and windy mountain passages and rejoin the main highway on the other side of the incident. The phone said it would take well over an hour off of their time. Well, initially, it seemed like a good idea, right? So the driver of the front car called the car behind to warn them that they were going to exit once they got there. And the response was, I wouldn't do that. Let's stay on the, on the interstate. Why in the world would they do that? The driver of the second car said, how many other people do you think are going to look at their phones and are going to exit at the same place? They'll all cram those small roads and winding passages, and if we get caught on one of those little roads, we will be way worse off than we are now. And he was right. A ton of people exited, the traffic eased for a bit, and the overall travel time went down, even staying on the main road. You see, sometimes in life, we go through rough patches. When things move slowly, we often can't see the other side or the cause for the slowdown. Sometimes when we choose the way that seems faster or easier, new obstacles come across our path. They can often cause us to reevaluate our choice and our situation and make a new decision. We seek to understand where we went wrong, and sometimes we have to ask for forgiveness. Well, that story of the slowdown, eventually the people who exited had to merge back onto the main road, and guess what happened? Yep, another traffic jam when they were trying to merge and get back on the path they chose to follow all along. Many times we get off track, choosing our own paths, getting lost, and we're often guilty of trying to take the easier, faster way. But here's the good news, friends. When we do that in life, there is grace. There is forgiveness. There are the open arms of a Savior who loves you, welcoming you back to the path He has prepared for you. In times where life hits a jam, we feel like we don't know if we should change lanes, speed up, slow down, or exit and take another path. But we have a Heavenly Father we can call upon to guide us, to take us to the places and bring us to the people and the experiences that take us where we need to go. It may not be as evident as knowing whether or not to get off at an exit as clearly as the story told, but without God's guidance, we can stray off the path and find ourselves in a bigger jam than we could ever imagine. Just like the road we were on, stuck in traffic, every traffic jam or roadblock we hit in life will ultimately shape us to be who we are and how we react to them will dictate what happens next. Well, friends, it's been great being with you again. As always, I really do appreciate you tuning in this week, and we'll see you back here next time when we'll have more for you on Cube.